You are listening to the Business Wilderness, the voice of entrepreneurs. Welcome to the Business Wilderness. My name is Amr Abouli, and today it's no different. We have a very special guest. Miss Sarah Sharif, welcome to the show. What, how, how are you, Sarah? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on the show. No, it's my uh, absolute pleasure, Sarah. Um, Sarah, before we get into the many things that you're working on, um, take me back in time. Where did it all begin for you? Yeah, um, so essentially, a couple years ago, I went to my first hackathon event, and I'm kind of blown away by how tech is being used for social challenges and social good. And I told myself there was something there that I had to explore. And so, um, you know, I was director of Agent Tech for Change, which is a local hackathon in Austin, Texas. And I ran that for four years, and I'm just getting tired tech basically, you know, plays a role with local challenges, local problems, everything from transportation to like a parker in the city, um, all of that good stuff. And so kind of everything started from there. It was like, well, how do we take model and scale it nationally and globally? Um, and how does tech actually play a positive role? Because I know it gets a lot of flack right now for, for maybe being a negative thing, but Truly, there's so much power behind the tool, and it's all about who uses it and how we use it. And so that's kind of where it all all started for me. <laughs> very, very nice. I was hoping you'd go back a bit further. <laughs> who was Sarah? <laughs> who was Sarah at school? Yeah. So uh, yeah, my my degree was in uh, biology, and so I did a a bunch of uh, you know engineering, biomedical engineering research on Parkinson's and some other cool stuff like that. And um, from there, I actually worked in, in finance and then for a nonprofit called Sierra Club doing environmental organizing. And then I actually worked in IT, um, and that's where I learned about, about hackathons. So, but even from there, if you want to go to that, um, you know, I was born in Pakistan, raised in the UK, um, and raised in California. So, very much. British American and, and quote unquote global match, so it's all good. <laughs> Absolutely, a lot, a lot, a lot, lots and lots of history there. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Well, so tell us a bit about your your current programs and what what you guys are currently working on. Yeah. So through uh, experimental civics. Uh, we're innovation consultancy. Everything that we do is about designing the future, how we're doing it, how we're thinking about people at the center of our products and services. Um, we've launched several different programs as well through the company. Um, one is called Life by Hack, which is all about bridging engineering and the life sciences. And another program, which is the most exciting thing, I think on my plate right now, is called Capsule. And that's all about bringing truly viable solutions to market, to awareness, to the world, 
um, around our climate crisis. And looking at it from everywhere from art to fashion to food to health to education and how we really talk about what's actually happening globally right now with our planet. Um, so yeah, <laughs> it's kind of sticking your fingers uh, everywhere that kind of needs it right now. So talk to me about the, the actual um, impacts of climate change. I mean, how, how real are they? Like, what, are, what are we talking about? Because now it's being used everywhere. These words, climate change, climate change, every, literally everywhere. And there's massive pressures and lobbies that are pushing government to, to sort of uh, try and work on, on climate change. There is some resistance. But, like, how serious are the replications, basically? Yeah, no, that's, that's a great question. And, you know, I'll just kind of bring it home for folks the way that I do for myself. You know, I, I agree with you. There's a lot of academic research out there and, you know, scientists and everybody from various different agencies are talking about it. Um, but the way that I think about it is that, okay, well, what does this mean for me in my lifetime and for my, um, you know, my grandchildren, right? Um, what am I doing in terms of that? So with a global temperature increase, you know, that's going to impact agriculture. And again, to bring it home, you know, if you love coffee, for example, or you love <laughs> other, other different, um, you know, foods and, and drinks and beverages and things like that, you know, that's going to be impacted by climate change, right? Like if those coffee plants and everything else can't grow properly or we can't uh, sustainably have agriculture, that all of that has impacted, right? So try to imagine being in a grocery store in 60 years from now and having the produce and everything look very different from what you're used to. Um, and not to be dramatic, but, you know, in the long run, it's really what we're working against. Um, in addition to that, you know, it's, it's not just food. It's, you know, we had Hurricane Sandy up in the East Coast recently in the U.S., and the you know, buildings were flooded, and unfortunately, actually, a lot of artwork was damaged through that whole process. And so, when we think about art history with Venice, for example, you know, thinking and, and all these things happening with sea levels rising, you know, the world is going to look very different. And so, we have it in our power right now to kind of reduce our emissions, really make an impact on that global warming number. Um, and temperature, which ultimately will impact our lives. And so it really is about, okay, what are the lives that we're living right now? And what are we truly willing to, to fight for and, and to change our habits so that the world and the planet is, is much better? So that's kind of how I think about it and bring it home for myself and for others as well. Because uh, I know it's very daunting, right? To see those headlines be like, well, what does this mean to me? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Like, but if, if there's such uh, a potential impact, why is there a resistance mm -hmm. to it? Yeah, I think you know the resistance to me, you know, it comes from you know, no, no one is great with change, right? And, and being told that we have to change our habits, or you know, okay, I'm using a plastic straw today. What does it really mean in the long run, right? And or for my lifetime. And so I know there's been this conversation around infinite games, finite games, and it really is expanding our thinking and not being so fearful of, of 
the truth, right? And that we have to be changed, you know, we have to change our habits and we have to think about businesses in terms of our carbon footprint and water footprint. And so I think the resistance comes from, you know, in a, a fear of changing and what that means. Um, of course, bottom lines are going to be impacted. Businesses are going to look very different. When you ask a manufacturing business to be green and sustainable, you know, there's always this onset of, well, we don't know how to do that, right? We've never done that. This is the way that things have always been. And so, um, you know, it is asking people to innovate, to think outside of the box, and now start thinking way into the future of what is also not only a, a great way of, you know, being a sustainable business, but also how does that impact people around you and your customers as well. So it's a lot to ask, and I think that's where the resistance initially kind of starts from. Very, very nice. Um, so what are the what are the greatest challenges that, that you guys are facing, I mean, running these uh, these programs? Yeah, so, you know, I think for us, it's just, it's, it's always a, I think about, about it in a marathon. You know, these are all, hackathons to me are just short sprints, and the true impact and the power behind them comes through that larger marathon piece. You know, uh, maybe after a couple of years, after you host a couple of these events, you know, there's sprints in creativity, there's sprints in allowing people to, you know, feel empowered by their ideas and see that they can create something that could be, you know, viable and, and impactful to the world. But, um, I think, you know, even for myself, the true impact has been seen after 10 to 15 years. Um, so I think the, the kind of barriers that we face really are, getting things off the ground, getting people educated about what innovation truly is, um, not being so fearful for, for trying new ideas and, and taking those risks. Uh, but more importantly, also understanding how tech plays a role with that. Um, you know, whether it's AI or machine learning projects that help us, you know, trace where snow levels are, for example, in the mountains, or help us find um, you know, better ways and processes of doing our social good work. You know, there are great applications out there. And so I think it just takes awareness and time. You know, people, we all need time to adjust and to absorb these new ways of, you know, doing our work and understanding how tech also fits in with that. Very, very, very nice. Um, talk to me about um, basically how you see these hackathons changing things moving forward like I mean you guys are going to run uh, run in different hackathons different cities how's that going to help spread the message how's that going to help make change yeah you know I um, I'm very hopeful with the events that I've run in the past not just each of them you know I I have seen um, you know MBA students for example get involved and become more disciplined and knowledgeable across all different sectors. Like, oh, if we want to really make change in terms of, you know, running these eco-friendly and sustainable businesses, we actually need to work with people in, uh, you know, in the NGOs and across many different sectors. And so I think Hackathon, there's space where we get exposed to people from all different walks of life. We get exposed to different ways of thinking. Um, I know for entrepreneurs, 
and definitely speaking from the health sector, for example, you know, we get so excited about how we think, you know, things should be <laughs> and, and wanting to design products that we know are helpful um, to, to everybody. But we have to think about policy. We have to think about finance. We have to think about all these other layers uh, with products or business or, you know, even a service. And so I think hackathons are a great way to be a test bed for all of this conversation. And to just start um, raising that awareness that, you know, hey, you should be thinking about this. You know, it's, um, you know, how many times have we seen products being, you know, sold to us or used for us that actually are not that helpful? <laughs> you know, there's, there's so many instances of that. And so hackathons, again, I think are a way to, get the users, get people like us, um, you know, in front of engineers and designers and entrepreneurs and be like, hey, this is actually what we really need. Um, even our government, right? It's, this is what we really need from the local community level. And so I think that, again, it's just um, it's a way to break those barriers to start those conversations early and ultimately provide real value for um, everybody involved. Awesome. Sounds great. And and I hope you guys are very, very successful in doing so. Um, talk to me about the future. What does the future look like for, for, for you guys? Yeah, so I uh, I think the future, at least going into to 2020, is working on this co- uh, capital program and inviting everyone to the table to hopefully pull off this world record and hopefully we score it. <laughs> I'll take your I'll take your goodbye. Yeah. And yeah, just see what happens, you know, from, from now through June twenty twenty one. You know, with these projects, I think the goal for us is to showcase the power of pipelines like these, um, showcase the power of people coming together to do something for a social challenge and um, truly something that does impact lives you know, globally, but, you know, for, for much longer than a, like a large time. Um, you know, that's why we called it capsule. It's meant to be a moment in time right now where we do good and hopefully future generations really feel the benefits of what we're trying to do. So, um, yeah, I think in the immediate year, it's uh, really focusing on capsule and beyond that, um, you know, building those pipelines like these, making it more accessible for entrepreneurs or even governmental entities to step into innovation, see what it's all about, see how they can leverage it for their community, um, and really start kind of progressing and pushing the needle forward on what we can do. Very nice. Sounds great. How have investors jumped on board? Are they interested or not interested? Yeah. Um, you mean by differences in terms of for no, no, I mean, I mean, capital, capital raising, investors. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we've had great conversations. I think we've basically had to, we've had to negotiate what partnership looks like. You know, we are in an interesting time where I, I do feel personally that there's a little bit of a, a crisis of trust, right? And you know, why we're collaborating? What's the true outcome of this? impact of this. Um, of course, some businesses are like, there was, was a hackathon. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. 
you know, and I, I think that there's a lot of businesses that are supporting us. You know, we've got, um, you know, World Wildlife Fund. We've got events involved. We'll have a panel from them at our event. Um, so beyond just NGOs and government entities, um, I know we've got Walmart in, involved. Um, so really, again, it's, it's a, a variety of different folks will be coming together to really make Capital go. But again, it, it's not those people that, that make the event what it's going to be. You know, it really is the people. So the, the hackers themselves, the participants um, across all sectors who will be coming together, um, I consider you a hacker, more than welcome to, to come to Capsule and bring your ideas. Yeah. Uh, but it really is very much a people first event. Um, so yeah. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Great to hear. I mean, Sarah, you've uh, you've shared a ton of a ton of knowledge with us today. You've been awesome. Um, before we uh, wrap things up and let you go, where can we find you online? Yeah, so um, our website is capsulehack.io, and then if you're interested in Experimental Civics, because we have more programs than just Capsule, it's experimentalcivics.io. Absolutely, ladies and gentlemen, go out there, check them all out, and get behind this amazing movement for change and for the greater good of our community and environment. Ladies and gentlemen, Sarah Sharif, thank you very much for joining me on the Business, Business Wilderness Podcast. Thank you so much. <laughs> you are listening to the Business Wilderness, the voice of entrepreneurs.